Well, it wasn't a trap after all. The Mariners swept their doubleheader with the Nationals and have now won 10 games in a row for the first time since 2001. But instead of talking about a relatively boring 2-1 to win loss, we're going to look at a trade idea one of our listeners submitted, and then we're going to talk about Ty France's health and whether or not the lumen possibility of going to Toronto for the playoffs should keep Seattle from targeting unvaccinated players at the deadline on today's episode of Locked On Mariners. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. It is Thursday, July 14th, 2022, and thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. As always, I am your host, Tide Gonzalez, joined as always by my co host, Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for Fan Nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network. Be sure to follow the show on twitter at lo underscore mariners follow inside the mariners at inside mariners you can follow me at dane gonzalez the c-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z and colby at c-pad 11 that's c-p-a-t-1-1 be sure to also check out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash control the zone we post two additional podcasts on there every single week and if this is your first time joining us here on the locked on mariners podcast welcome to the show if you like what you hear give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this and if you're watching us on youtube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumb up we greatly appreciate it you guys continue to kill it for us on the youtube page since we uh put out our goal of reaching 2k subscribers by the end of this month we've added another 150 or so subscribers so we are on the way well on the way so continue to help us get to that goal we really really appreciate it It would help us out a lot so we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about on today's show we're going to be talking about uh a fun trade idea that one of our listeners submitted to us on twitter we're also going to be talking about unvaccinated players because a lot of the guys that could be on the Mariners radar are unfortunately unvaccinated and that could create some issues in terms of the playoffs and potentially going to Toronto. So we'll be talking about whether the risk outweighs the reward on that front. But first, let's get into last night's game a little bit. Like I said, we're not going to go too deep into the game because it was kind of a boring two to one affair between the Nationals and the Mariners. The Mariners get a home run from Jesse Winker. Juan Soto hits a home run in the ninth again for the second game in a row, but it ultimately doesn't matter because the Nationals are bad and really couldn't generate any offense outside of what Soto was able to give them. Uh, And the Mariners ultimately survive some command issues throughout this pitching staff, whether it was Chris Flexen, Paul Sewald, Matt Brash kind of lost it towards the end of his outing as well. Uh, But the Mariners were able to secure their 10th win in a row. It's the first time in 20 years they have won 10 games in a row. Colby, how are you feeling? Uh, It's it's great. A lot of fun. Uh, The Mariners are winning in different ways. And they're winning in ways that you kind of have to win in to have a 10-game win streak. It's incredibly hard to win one game. It's incredibly hard to win five in a row. To do it 10 times, you kind of sometimes have to beat an ace and and they did that in Manoa. Sometimes you have to walk off closer, um, or you have to have these come from behind victories, or you have these victories where you put up five runs in the first, and then you don't score, and you hold on for a five to four win. And they, they've scored early, they've scored late, they've you know won in blowouts, they won in close games, they won in one run games. They've kind of won in every way you could possibly imagine. And to do to have a ten game win streak, you're gonna have to do that because you're not always gonna play your best. And, and the Mariners yesterday, quite honestly, didn't play that well. Uh, there were a lot of mistakes. Um, the 
offense pretty non-existent outside of the the four home runs, five home runs that were hit yesterday, uh, which sounds weird to say, but, but it, it's true. Um, and you, like you mentioned, the pitching was kind of able to work around the danger of the Nationals lineup and really attack the weaker parts of it, uh, and that helped them you know, secure a couple of wins. So uh, the Mariners are winning when they're not playing well. They're playing great and then, you know, blowing out teams. They're playing great and, you know, hitting the seventh inning home run off of the ace or they're hitting the eighth inning home run off of a, you know, top end reliever and, and they're winning in all these different ways. So pretty hard to be, uh, it's pretty hard to be pessimistic about the Mariners, but, but that's why I'm here. Do it for you guys. So, yeah. I, uh, I'm sure all the folks on the comments are uh, not in their head. They're, they're totally in, in full agreement. And, uh, and I'm sure they all appreciate the, uh, the pessimism as well, of course. Uh, so one guy who was absent from the Mariners lineup last night, however, was Ty France, who did play in game one. And, of course, he's been dealing uh, with the elbow injury that he sustained back in Oakland, did not go on a rehab assignment, returned on Thursday ahead of the uh, Mariners series with the Blue Jays, a very big series. They wanted to get him back. He apparently wanted to get back as well. But since then, he's two for 20. And, you know, that's not necessarily bad in and of itself. You know, slumps happen. But outside of that, he has looked not 100%, not even close to 100% uh, since coming back. Even yesterday during the game, he was kind of massaging that area in between pitches during his at-bats and looked kind of like he was grimacing a couple times on some plays at first base. Obviously had to stretch uh, quite a bit for uh, one overthrow by J.P. Crawford. A great play by France, but he did look like he was not in the best of comfort there after that play happened. And then, of course, he was not in the lineup last night. So, you know, what should the Mariners do here with Ty France if he is not feeling great? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, it's probably not helping the team if he's not playing at, at full percent. So, you know, do you IL him again? Do you just bench him for the most part over the next four games and then head into the all-star break where he's going to get a few days off naturally? What do you do here? Uh, I'm putting him back on the IL. Um, you know, you get the four game series in Texas. Obviously you would like to have France, but he's not helping you right now. So Put him on the IL for four days uh, for this four-game series. Then he gets four days off before your next game, which means he could be back in theory by the uh, the final game against Houston. You know, you would like to have healthy Ty France. You'd like to have Ty France uh, against the Astros in those first two games, but if he's not healthy, he's not going to help you. Uh, Santana's done more than enough here. Uh, Dillmore has done a really nice job stepping up and hitting over the last couple of weeks to kind of pick up that slack. I mean, how much longer do you want to push that? I don't know, but, but you know, this version of Ty France is not helping anybody. And the more you play him, you know, the more damage, more or less, he's doing to that that elbow. Uh, I would just send him back. I would just send him back to the IL. It's just not working. And you give him ten full days off, and, and he could, in theory, only end up missing, you know, seven games because of the All Star break. So I think you should mm-hmm. use the All Star break to your advantage. Uh, um, I don't know if you can retroactive retroactivate the DL's IL stint to yesterday because he did play yesterday, but mm-hmm. he didn't play in the last game. And typically, yeah. you don't play in the last game, you can backdate an IL. So if you can do that, then he could be back by the second game. 
the Astro series if he's actually feeling better. But this is looks eerily similar to when he had the wrist injury and he tried to come back mm-hmm. really quick, and it just was clear he was not not healthy. And then once he got healthy, he was Ty France again. So uh, a healthy Ty France is way, way a healthy Ty France for the last let's say fifty games of this year is a lot more valuable to the Mariners than a seventy five percent Ty France for seventy games. Uh, so mm-hmm. they have no reason to push it. They have Santana in their back pocket. Uh, they can go make, make another move. They want another bat. I, I send them back to the IL. And I really don't think it's I really don't think it should be open for discussion. I, I think it's the obvious thing to do. And worth noting, although it's maybe nothing, uh, Marcus Wilson was removed from the game last last night in, in Tacoma. Mm-hmm. It would seem to be that would be because somebody is either being sent down DFA or put on the IL and. I mean, that pretty clearly would seem to indicate Ty France. So we'll see what that's about. But uh, it is mm-hmm. worth throwing out there that Marcus Wilson was m- removed without injury from the Rainiers game last night. And I think we can say that he's not a part of a trade package. So No, no. Yeah, so... You know, at the end of the day, like you said, the Ty, a healthy Ty France is way more valuable to the Mariners than him just trying to push this and force the issue. And and so, you know, while it hurts right now in the interim, you can survive it. You've built yourself enough of a buffer now where you can survive it, and you have enough of a safeguard there in Carlos Santana to survive it. So, I think if both parties agree here that. It, an IL stint is probably the best outcome here. They shouldn't hesitate to do it. Yeah, Jerry mentioned on his radio hit this morning that, you know, he didn't like he was worried about it long, long term, but he did admit, mm-hmm. you know, Ty is, is struggling right now to work through this and, and he's not quite himself. And to me, that's just for the good of the player. Forget the team for a second. For the good of the player, put him on the IL, let him get healthy. Let's not forget you should, but in theory, and it's certainly at this point headed that way you should be getting kyle lewis back probably after right after the all-star break so with santana at first base and lewis DHing while you wait for france to be back and then hanniger should be making a rehab appearance here in the next two weeks or so uh you can survive you can i mean you want ty france yes but you want healthy ty france this version of ty france not really helping you mm-hmm all right, so we are going to be looking at a trade idea that one of our listeners proposed in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as them with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. And Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft their perfect engagement ring and each ring will be a one of a kind looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing blue nile has jewelry experts on hand 24 7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and locked on mariners listeners get 50 dollars off purchases of 500 or more this podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry as well use promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-d-o-n plus every order is insured ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside shop stress-free and find your forever peace go to blue nile.com today 
You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every single day. We greatly appreciate your support. So we had a listener of ours message us on Twitter named uh, Maniacal Mariner at Maniac Mariners, uh, who says, what about a Ahmed Rosario Tristan McKenzie deal from Cleveland if the M's miss out on Brandon Drury and Luis Castillo? Both deals require heavy prospects slash MLB talent and have some form of immediate help and control. So, Colby, what do you think about this idea? I like the idea. Um, Rosario is certainly an upgrade at first at uh, second base. Um, you know, he's, he still is playing shortstop mostly right now, and he's kind of eh, at shortstop, so playing second should help him. Uh, he's a right-handed bat. Uh, he's got some pop. He can steal a bag, although it's not really his thing. He's, he's a definite upgrade. He's an everyday player. You get him for a year and a half. Uh, the Tristan McKenzie part is really interesting because we've seen McKenzie a few times, and he's looked great at times. He's looked bad at times. Um, but he certainly has tremendous stuff. Uh, and you get him through the 2026 season. So this is not even a, a Luis Castillo type of you know one-and-a-half-year guy. This is almost four-and-a-half four years of a guy who is right, right now – he had a three four seven ERA, little misleading. Um, eighty four strikeouts, ninety three innings. He has have four five seven FIP. Uh, you know, doesn't walk guys, strikes out a fair amount of guys at least this year. A pretty good curveball. Ball. He, he's a pitcher. He's probably more a ceiling of a number three guy. Uh, but right now he's, he's throwing the ball pretty well. Uh, I think he's a good fit. I think I think the Mariners would like him, and he's certainly a very creative answer to the Mariners well we can't get this guy or this guy well let's go get a guy who's maybe a tier below but has four more years of club control uh, uh it's it's going to cost probably a little bit more than it would to go get Castillo but if you do miss out on those two guys and I think you know going and, and essentially this is kind of the uh the uh, jazz chisholm for Zach Gallon trade on steroids uh idea from a few years ago and, and I like it it likes it like the like the uh tweet says it's it's going to be pricey and there might be some sticker shock there but i actually really mm-hmm. like this idea as a kind of, of a creative solution to a problem which is there's not a ton of starting pitchers out there that can really impact the mariners mm-hmm. and uh you know and there's a lot of teams that want it mm-hmm. so i think cleveland is a good fit in terms of trade package too yeah, yeah, Cleveland is a great fit for the Mariners, I would think, uh, because the Mariners do have some intriguing major league pieces and prospect capital as well. The thing with McKenzie, though, where I have some pause here is how much do you think he actually helps you right now in 2022? How much does he help you right now? Because, I mean, I love the upside of Tristan McKenzie. I, I just I love the pitcher in general. You know, he's only 24 years old right now. I mean, he's six foot five and 165 pounds. At least that's how Fangraphs has him listed. And honestly, he might even be lighter than that <laughs> when you look at him. But, uh, you know, he. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, but uh, like so far, he hasn't hit his what his perceived ceiling is. And right. so I don't know if that's necessarily going to help you a ton this year. Is he better than Chris Flexen? Probably. Is he better than Marco Gonzalez? Maybe. Is he better than George Kirby right now or gives you more upside than George Kirby or gives you more stability than George Kirby? Mm, I don't know. At least in terms of this year, in terms of 2022, 
in the future, yes, absolutely. But this is a deal that I don't know if the Mariners get significantly better on the pitching front for this season. Um, so that's kind of where I get hung up a little bit because I think if the Mariners are going to try and go out and spend legit capital on starting pitching, it needs to be someone that helps them right away. And I just, I don't know because I mean, this would be your big trade. This would probably be your big trade of the summer. And I just don't know if that's enough. I don't know if that's enough. Um, well, let me ask you this. Just let's, let's ignore Rosario, which is a huge piece of this that we should. Yeah, do. absolutely. That absolutely. Is, that is without a doubt, a massive upgrade. Uh, over yeah. Right yeah. That second base. Uh, would you trade Jared Kelnick for Tristan McKenzie straight up? Straight up. Ooh. Yeah, I think that's um, probably about what, because you look at Cleveland, they always develop pitching. They're very good at developing pitching. They need mm-hmm. young talent offensive players and they have Tyler Freeman Nolan Jones uh, but they don't have a lot in that outfield Miles Straw has been a disaster for them uh, this year yep. you know they're running out Fran Reyes, I think fairly regularly like they need yeah. outfielders. Uh, and Kelnick is a guy who you know like McKenzie has plenty of club control is young uh, I think Kelnick is a year younger than McKenzie but McKenzie has a longer track record of success uh, so I, I think that is a pretty interesting way to you know like i think Kelnick certainly has higher upside but yeah i i I don't think the i don't think the guardians would do that uh i think they might because really i mean because like mckenzie's already thrown like he's gonna eclipse 100 innings again for the second season in a row he's had success at the big league level yeah there's you know uh, the underlying numbers aren't great you know you got a 495 era last year a 347 era this year with four seven with a 457 fip you know so i i get like there hasn't like he hasn't been a absolute stud uh right right out of the gate but also he's been able to stick at the major league level whereas with kelnick he hasn't and kelnick's also a corner outfielder at this point and those guys only have so much value and i know the upside is is you know ridiculous with kelnick and i still believe in him a ton i just i don't know you know because of the premium that's on starting pitching in this league now i don't know if the guardians would do that just straight up but i think kelnick is a very interesting piece for cleveland as well as taylor Trammell. yeah i i wouldn't be shocked after the mariners were able to trade like taylor Trammell for rosario uh mm. um and it would, they'd have to add a little bit more just because Rosario has a longer track record. But Rosario yeah. is a league average bat. I mean, we're not talking about an all-star. We're talking about no, guy, yeah. a, you know, a 100 to 110 WRC plus guy who you're kind of hoping has his breakout in the next you know year and two months. Um, but he still yeah. goes up because you have, you're running well below average bats out at second base right now. Yeah. Uh, and Trammell, I love Taylor, but he is a bit, I don't want to say redundant. But there's a pecking order, and I also I also bet that Cleveland's probably pretty interested in Kyle Lewis, uh, which mm. if he checks out healthy, which big concern. So uh, I just think Seattle and Cleveland match up really well. There are teams that could trade major league pieces to each other uh, to try and complete their rosters. Uh, so the fact that they're both you know kind of chasing the same playoff spot, I don't think that that's going to get in the way of those two teams. And also you know. Cleveland's done this before. They traded major leaguers for major leaguers at the deadline. Remember the Trevor Bauer trade? Um, mm. I think that's the trade that got them Fran Reyes. And then people were like, wow, that's a dumb trade. And it worked for Cleveland. Like, they, they did well in that deal. So uh, 
Cleveland's definitely a team that is, you know, a couple things. Cleveland, they're cheap. They can develop starting pitching. Uh, and they're not afraid to trade major league pieces for major league pieces at the deadline. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. That kind of, you know, profile has bored itself out for the last few years. So I think Seattle and Cleveland make a lot of sense together. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, if the Mariners believe they can get something out of him that he hasn't shown yet at the big league level, I think they would be pretty aggressive on this, but I'm not convinced that they think that about McKenzie. But I do think it's a, it's a very interesting idea. Well, thank you for the submission, Mariners Maniac. And if you, listening at home, have a trade idea or a trade proposal, be sure to send them in to us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners or via email at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to be doing more you know, Fan Fiction Friday type of uh, shows over the coming weeks. Uh, probably uh, at least one of them next week during the All-Star break because we're going to have a lot to talk about during the All-Star break. So, yeah. Uh, so be on the lookout for that because we'll probably uh, let you guys know when we're actually looking for those uh, for sure. Uh, so next up, we're going to be talking about unvaccinated players and the impact that that has on the possibility of going to Toronto uh, and, and playing in the playoffs in Toronto and, and those guys being available or not available. So we'll get into all that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball. It is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts so uh the royals if you haven't seen it yet are going to be without 10 players nearly half of their roster is not going to toronto for their upcoming series with the blue jays because of vaccination status and this includes several players that we have talked about for the mariners michael a taylor Andrew Benatendi, Whit Merrifield. And on top of that, Brandon Drury, who we talked about twice on the last two episodes of Locked On Mariners, is also not vaccinated. He did not make the trip to Toronto when the Reds went up here. And by here, I mean, you know, I do live here in Toronto. So, uh, but the, uh, a lot of these guys are, are are not available to play in Toronto, and that's kind of an issue for the Mariners because there is a possibility. It's not a great possibility. A lot of stuff would have to happen for it to come together, but the Mariners could end up going to Toronto to play the Blue Jays in the playoffs in October. Two ways that can happen. One, like within the realm of possibility here, because the Yankees are likely going to win the East. The Blue Jays are likely not going to storm a huge comeback to win the East. So working with that and working with the idea that the Mariners, if they're going to make the playoffs, it's going to be through the wild card. They're either going to face each other and they would either face each other in the ALCS or they would face each other where the Mariners would go to Toronto if Toronto finished with the four seed. And the Mariners finished with the fifth seed. That way, the Blue Jays would host all three games of the wild card round against the Mariners. Uh, so that's, you know, kind of iffy because that would also mean that one of Boston or Tampa Bay, at least, is not making it. I don't really buy that right now, quite frankly. And second of all, 
the other one would, you know, if one of them at least makes it, would end up being the sixth seed, which I also don't really buy right now. And that's not even to mention, you know, Baltimore, Chicago, etc. There's some other teams that are in the mix here as well. So it is a fairly slim chance at the end of the day that the Blue Jays and the Mariners meet in the postseason where the Mariners actually have to go back to Toronto at some point this year. Uh, But it is something that has to be kind of in the back of the team's mind and the back of many teams minds as well at the trade deadline when it comes to these players who are not vaccinated and likely won't be available if they do have to go play the Blue Jays. Uh, So I put out a poll on Twitter kind of asking where everyone stands on this, where Mariners fans stand on the situation and whether or not they want the team to avoid unvaccinated players would be okay with it, but would prefer not to, or would just just want them to improve the team by any means necessary. 46.3% of you voted anything to improve the team. 39.3% of the voters voted fine, but preferably not. And then 14.4% of the voters voted avoid them at all costs. And I honestly, Colby, considering the relative unlikelihood that the Mariners do face the Blue Jays in that particular instance in the playoffs, I kind of fall in between one and two. And this is from a pure baseball perspective. And this is just a pure circumstance perspective as well as, you know, a lot of the guys that are out there are probably that are available that could actually legitimately help your roster are probably not vaccinated. You know, a lot of the guys that actually fit what the Mariners need right now are not vaccinated guys that we've talked about. So I think at the end of the day, this is just kind of an inevitability that the Mariners are going to have to acquire at least one of these guys to improve their roster. How do you feel? Oh, it has to be one of these guys. Um, no, I, I think at the end of the day, uh, uh, you know, right now the Mariners are in a good spot to get in, but they're not in. And so they have to do what they have to do to get in. And we know that by acquiring, you know, one of these guys that we've talked about, they're going to be available as long as they stay healthy for all 70 games. You're not going to Canada in the regular season uh, anymore. So I think it's that. And if it, for example, if it's Drury and you end up having to go to Toronto, I guess it's, I guess it's a good thing you have Adam Frazier and Dylan Moore. And you just kind of try to make that work and hope that you can get the series back to Seattle or something like that. Um, so yeah, it'll be, be interesting to see what they decide to do their stance on this seems to kind of flipped after the it was announced that canada wouldn't allow athletes to to cross the border who uh run vaccinated uh so i don't, I don't know where they stand on that personally uh you know obviously we, we know about robbie ray his choice uh, he did not make the trip to canada uh, which is something to keep in mind by the way if it does happen again robbie ray will he make the trip this time who knows so i think personally for me i'm like i would I would, it's, it's just one of those things that you have to back, right? And it's maybe it, it, it's only a, a small factor. Uh, maybe it's a, a larger factor for the Mariners. I don't know. But it is something that you have to factor into your analysis, whether you like it or not, uh, because there is a cost analysis to any player acquisition. And a player can't help you in playoff series. Yeah. You know, that, that lowers his value to you. So I do think that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's for the Mariners in particular, it's, Okay, let's let's just do what we can to get in the playoffs, and we'll deal with it afterwards. But I do think that maybe want to put as many eggs in, into one basket as possible, just in case. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other name to throw in there: uh, Tyler 
Tyler Malley also did not make that trip. So right. for Tyler Malley, I don't think you're going to acquire Tyler Malley and, and have Robbie Ray and or, or, uh, risk going to Toronto and not having either of those guys. So yeah. for a guy like Ben Attendee, for a guy like Taylor, for a guy like um, Drury, you probably can make it work. But for a, a pitcher like uh, Brad Keller, although Keller probably is not going to make the, the Mariners wild card starting mm. rotation. Uh, I think that might be a just a hard pass at that point for a pitcher. I do, I do wonder if some of these players end up getting vaccinated over the next couple months if they know that there's a decent enough shot that they are going to go to Toronto. I also do wonder if on uh, in that as well, uh, if there are going to be stipulations with certain trades. We're like, we will only put this trade through like Brandon Drury, right? You can either stay in Cincinnati or you can come to Seattle and compete for the postseason, but you have to get vaccinated. I wonder if there's like something like that might happen. I don't know if Major League Baseball, like the, I don't know if the front offices have that power. Like, I don't know how hard the MLBPA fought for this. Uh, um, And I, I imagine the MLBPA would possibly have an issue with that. Uh, sure. Just because they always yeah. protect the players, no matter what, doesn't yeah. matter what the player they're going to protect the player. So, I I don't know. I, I think that's interesting. Like the Blue Jays certainly think that they can convince somebody to get vaccinated because apparently they're still interested in Andrew Benintendi in Toronto plays all their home games. So if he if they trade for him and he says no, Toronto just gave up a legitimate prospect. It's going to cost a legitimate prospect to get Benintendi to basically not have him for half of the playoff push mm-hmm. and any, in any home playoff games. So the blue Jays think that they can get that, put that type of thing done. So maybe that's an indicator that other teams do as well. Again, I don't know where the Mariners stand on this as an organization. Um, so I don't, I don't know how much they're going to factor it in, but I can guarantee you that front offices are, are talking about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is factoring into their decisions. Maybe it's a, a five percent, you know, tax. Well, even but, even John Heyman today tweeted that the Yankees are out on Ben Attendee now. Right, and when it comes to the Yankees, nobody knows them better than Heyman because he's a shill for Major League Baseball and the New York Yankees. So <laughs> I believe that report. And the Yankees are only going to Toronto, I think, once yeah. uh, for the rest of the year, and they're out completely, or at least for now. So. Yeah, it's, it's, and by the way, they were the only team that was able to bring their full roster to New York or to Toronto this season. So, yeah, okay, close. Yeah, so, very, very close, very close, very but, close. Yeah, so I don't know. It, maybe it's maybe it's Yankee policy, and we don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, but apparently, you know, obviously, with these trade talks, the the GMs are aware. They know. Yeah, um, and so. It's interesting. Yankees have been linked to been attendee for a few weeks now, and then all of a sudden, it's announced he's not going to Toronto, and now they're saying we're out. out. Like, you probably knew this was the case two weeks ago. So what changed? Mm, so yeah. we'll see how it goes. But again, this is something that is just a new reality. As for this year, these type of decisions are going to be scrutinized in trade conversations, uh, regardless yeah. of where you stand on it. Major League Baseball teams, they are going to talk about this and it will factor into their decision not to acquire a player. Um, maybe not significantly, but it is absolutely a factor. We are not just you know, making this up to have something. Yeah. They are absolutely discussing it. Jerry Poto and his staff are 
discussing it. The Blue Jays are certainly discussing it. Discussing it. The Yankees are clearly discussing it. So this is something that is going to play a role uh, going forward. I can guarantee yeah. Well, it has already played played a big role for the Mariners in particular. I've been told by a couple of sources that this was the reason that they were out on Trevor Story. And, and, you know, Story ended up getting vaccinated uh, to sign with the Red Sox. But that's also because that's the Red Sox, right? He probably wanted to play for the Red Sox more than he wanted to play for the Mariners. So, um, you know, that's just that's where the Mariners stand. Obviously, they signed Robbie Ray, but that was before the lockout. And that was before Canada announced that they were going to uh, bar anyone who was unvaccinated from coming and playing there so you know the these things change these things are very fluid and and you know there's going to be a lot of projection uh that that is going to have to be done here by the mariners and by a lot of different front offices here in in weighing the risk and the reward of going after players that are un, you know unvaccinated so we'll see how it all goes uh but again you know the the list is pretty short in terms of guys that are going to be available that truly help your roster and a lot of them as far as we know are not vaccinated so the Mariners are going to have to do a, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know projection here with it so just uh, just to clarify then uh, this long segment you're on mm-hmm. like just get it done and then figure it out later that's I'm that's kind at. of in between I'm kind of in between like both options where it's like I'm okay with it, but I prefer that they get yeah. more safety, more, you know, more predictability, more probability rather there. You're not crossing any of those guys off the list entirely. No, no, not not entirely at the moment, not because, because again, not because of this, at least. Yeah, not because of this, because it's just there is a very real possibility as much as there is a real possibility that they do go to Toronto, that they don't go to Toronto. There's an even bigger possibility that they don't go to Toronto whatsoever in October. And at the end of the day, like you said, you got to do what you can to just get into the playoffs. You want to get into the dance. So if, you know, say an opportunity falls in your lap where you can get Andrew Benatendi and it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg, you should probably maybe consider that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm right there with you. It's like, I'd prefer they get somebody I know is going to be available in the playoffs, but, but mm. it's 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 a seller's market, so you might not get to, you probably won't get, get to be that picky. And ultimately, mm. I, you got to get into the to the playoffs before you can do damage in the playoffs. So if a guy can help me do that, then then uh, I'll take that shot. Yeah, I'm also interested to see how much of a, a disparity, if there is any, uh, between the, the amount of trades that we see on the American League side of things and the, and the amount of trades that we see on the National League side of things. Because the National League, I mean, let's be real about it. The way that the Blue Jays are playing right now, they're probably not making the World Series. So I don't think National League teams should worry about that. No. So, yeah. And also, another disadvantage the teams in the AL at least have, don't give up on the four seed guys, home playoff games. They're yeah. very real. And they could happen. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, D A N E G N Z L Z, and Colby at CPAT11. That's CPAT11. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every single day. We greatly appreciate your support. Now, make your second listen of the day locked on MLB prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us and with that have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow peace